Mindset. An attitude, disposition, or mood. An intention or inclination. Hi folks, and welcome to episode 31, I believe, of An Other Way. We're talking about mindset today. Mindset, yes. You hear a lot about mindset in various ways that are infuriating. Like, just change your mindset. Just adjust your mindset. It's okay if you just adjust your mindset. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because as irritating as it is, it is it is true that your mindset has a great deal uh, to do with how you approach your everyday life. You know, when I was student teaching, um, I had I had a couple of different situations because the way that my semester was structured is I was working at a high school for the first half of the semester and then I was working at a middle school for the last half. And when I was at the high school, the first class I had every day was kind of, could be kind of rough. Um, it just depended on the day. Some days it was, it was this, it was a girls choir and some days they were really on it and they were really good. And then other days they were, um, not like at all. And it was just, it could wreck the entire rest of the day. And it was just amazing how the mood that I was in by the time of that, the mindset that they put me in could just wreck the entire rest of the day. Now, the second half of the semester, my first class of the day, at the, I was at two middle schools every day. And the first class at the one was not bad. They were, they were fine. But when I went to the other middle school, the very last class I had that day was the roughest class of my student teaching career. They were, and it was one of those situations where um, it was just a handful of the kids in the class that really kind of made the entire class really rough. It, there were probably 26 graders in this general music class, and it was one of those classes where they put, the counselors would put kids because they didn't have anywhere else to put them. So there were some that had taken the class because they wanted to, but most of them were just put there because they needed somewhere to go, which is never a good combination for a teacher. So there were like four kids that were just ugh, awful. And um, that class often wrecked the entire rest of my day, like outside. And so it's amazing how little things like that can make or break your day. And then, you know, there are days where, you know, you just wake up and it goes downhill from there and there's like no reason for it. You just wake up in a bad mood or not even in a bad mood. Sometimes the day is just weird. Sometimes you're just having an off day and, you know, your mindset can really affect you on days like that because th there are days where you will, you can feel, there are days where you have a mindset that where little things that wouldn't ordinarily bother you bug the crap out of you. And then there's the opposite, where if, you're, if your mindset can make it to where things that would normally bother you don't. It's just, it can, it can be really um, influential on your everyday life. And, you know, sometimes it's a really difficult thing to control. I've, I've, you can tell yourself over and over to let, let something go, but I think that... Oftentimes your mindset is separate, se separate, separate from you and that it's, it's a difficult thing to control. 
And I've talked about this idea that I stole from Eckhart Tolle before, where he says that the emotions are the body's reaction to a thought. And I was thinking about this. And I think that those times when we tell ourselves to try and let something go, I think that there that we can have one of those physical reactions, one of those emotions as a physical reaction to the thought, where it gets stuck somehow in the body. And we, and it, we, it gets stuck in there, and we, and we hold it, and we can't always react to new, more positive thoughts. You know, like like a like a an emotional blockage of some sort, an emotional stroke. Hmm. Not a bad, not a bad metaphor. Now that I think about it. Um. Yeah, I kind of like that. Hmm. <laughs> And, you know, it's not helped by the, the the idea of, you know, focusing on negative things being a sort of evolutionary imperative, which I've also talked about before, how, you know, back when there were, when we were running from saber-toothed tigers, it was good to focus on the negative because that's how we survived. But now in our modern era, that makes us focus on that one little comment our friend said. And what did she mean by that? Was she being shady? What did she mean? And we focus on that. Even, even when we are barraged with positivity, that one little comment can get stuck and we can, we can, can like I said, wreck our entire day, wreck our entire mindset. We have to have the proper mindset when we go into any sort of uh, creative venture. We have to have this sort of idea of, of openness, I feel. Because if we have a very rigid and inflexible idea, redundant much, if we have a very rigid idea of, of something, it can, it can box us in and leave us really frustrated. But if we allow ourselves to go more with the flow, I think that we can get more things done. And that's not to say that we should constantly compromise on ideas. You know, I think there's a difference between being um, rigidly holding on to an idea and confidently holding on to an idea. And I think some of that is about the mindset. I think there, the, if you, I think you can be, the rigidness has sort of a stubborn mindset to it, but if you hold firm to an idea confidently, and I know rigid and firm are like the same word, um, but if you hang on to an idea confidently, I think that has a different mindset to it. I think I think you can still be open, but support your original idea. I think this makes sense. I hope you think so too. Um, <laughs> and it you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that we aren't we aren't focused if we have this open sort of mindset. You can you can have this sort of open to a new ideas thing, but be focused and have an intention. I guess that's, that's what I should have said before. That's what I meant. If we're going to take anything really far, we have to have that sort of consistent effort and that focus and intention. You know, you know procrastinating something and quitting something, those are, those are often easy things to do. It's putting consistent effort into something that is tricky. And where your mindset comes into that is having the... Uh, I don't know what word I want. 
want here? Wherewithal is not the word I want. Um, okay, so we want consistent effort in something if we're going to take it very far. And that is tricky. Procrastination, quitting is easy. Sorry, this is an episode where I'm going to be talking through a lot of this, I think. <laughs> um, quitting, consistent effort is tricky. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. We want our mindset. We want consistent effort. We want... We have to not let ourselves get bogged down. And where your mindset comes into that, I think, is not letting the little things distract you and, and turn the mindset negative. You know, something I was, I was thinking about with this episode is that I think there's a difference between mindset and thought. And I think... I was thinking about it this way. I think your mindset is sort of the atmosphere that your thoughts and everything kind of functions in. And your thoughts can be, you know, your mindset can be sunny or rainy if we if we stick with the metaphor of it being an atmosphere. You know, let, let's just think about driving. You're going to you you should drive differently if it's raining heavily or snowing or whatever than it than you would if it's sunny. You know, it's that sort of thing. And I think I think your mindset is sort of the atmosphere of your thought process. I think that works. And so we have to have the stick with itness to drive through our atmosphere no matter what the weather is. And sometimes, you know, if that means going super slow. If you're driving through a blizzard and you can't see very far, you're going to slow down. Hopefully. Hopefully you slow down. Hopefully you know that. You know, I mean, there, there have been times when I was living in Colorado where I would be driving in the winter and I would pass a speed limit sign that said, um, speed limit 55, and I'm doing like 10 because I can only see 10 feet in front of me. So it's things like that. You don't always have to go the speed that you that you want to go based on your mindset. I don't know if that's exactly how I wanted that to work, but I think I think I think I think we're adjacent. I think it works. So let's take a little break and then we'll come back and I'll talk through another idea I've been having lately. So cuz this is just a joyful episode, isn't it? This podcast is brought to you by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective on the web at greatgrandprojects.com featuring G. James Martin's Letters to You. It's a very cool project where uh, Jim writes different letters. Basically, he writes letters as different people to different people. It's it's very it's a it's a very intriguing idea. It was born out of him uh, dealing with a breakup and writing letters to his ex that he never sent as sort of a way to process. Um, one of the latest entries that he sent me is. Uh, letters that he's writing as a mother who gave up their child for adoption to the adopted child and the different scenarios that that can that can work so it's it's a very interesting idea so you could check that out at greatgrandprojects.com the podcast is also brought to you as always by horizon creative studio the home of another way on the web at horizoncreativestudio.com I'm massively revamping the site at the moment, trying hard to get everything the way that I want it to, trying to deal with my own issues of perfectionism 
and consistency and dealing with my own mindset in that process. So check that out. There's a newsletter option now. You can subscribe to that. I'm going to be doing newsletters every uh, the 1st and 15th of every month with all your updates on, on everything another way and more. So check that out at horizoncreativestudio.com. Okay, we're back. And like I said, I'm going to talk you through another idea that I've been having. So I read this, um, or I heard, I don't remember where I got it from. It's a quote by Gandhi. And it's, you know, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it's the basic idea is that beliefs become thoughts, thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits, habits become values, and values become your destiny. And I thought that was a very intriguing idea. And I had the thought that if you if you don't like one of those things, like if you don't like the actions that you're taking in a certain area, I, th I think it might be possible to sort of trace it backward. You know, what are what are the words behind the action? And what are the thoughts behind those words? Sort of an idea and trace it all the way back to belief. And I feel like you can change get to the root of, of the thing that you don't like necessarily or the thing that you want to tweak and sort of make some some sort of change that way. And I've been thinking about this quote a lot and I've been meaning to do some some writing about it just to just to sort of work it out. And so <laughs> so instead of doing that I'm going to talk about it here. But where this where the mindset thing comes in here is I was thinking about this quote in relation to the mindset. And this is sort of where that idea of the mindset as sort of the atmosphere came in because I don't think that, I think the mindset is something that is a bit more um, fluid and it changes a bit more than your thoughts do. And that's why I like that atmosphere metaphor because like I said, there are days where you just wake up and you're in a, you're in a funky mood. And so that's your mindset, but your thoughts don't necessarily change in that. Hmm. That might not be the right way to phrase that, but you, you get what I'm saying, I hope. So I don't think we can think of the mindset as being within the, the, this Gandhi quote. I feel like it's, we can't think of it as being between the belief and the thought, because like I said, the mindset can influence the thought slightly, but I don't think that it is within, I think of it as sort of being adjacent to the belief and the thought part of this quote. Because I think it's, you know, it's much more likely for the mindset to influence your thought and be influenced by a belief. You know, I feel like the belief can influence the mindset, but mindset doesn't necessarily influence the belief, if you get what I'm saying. But if we work to change thoughts, now I'm now I'm thinking that maybe my atmosphere metaphor doesn't quite work because I think that with persistent effort over time in changing your thoughts you can sort of change your general mindset. Oh, it does work. Global warming. <laughs> Climate change, I should say rather. <sighs> because over time the atmosphere does change whether it's through natural causes or whether it's influenced by what is on the planet or within the atmosphere itself. Oh yes, this does work. I like it. I like it a lot. 
you know, and I, <laughs> oh, sometimes I think this thing is just a way for me to work out my own thought processes, processes, however you say that word. Um, but if you think about this, it does make a whole lot of sense. And stepping away from that metaphor for a second, you know, we do this sort of thought influencing mindset, influencing belief, belief influencing mindset, you know, this sort of triangle of the three. We do this all the time negatively because, you know, we can put something out into the world and believe it's really good. And then a single negative thought can creep in, you know, something maybe it's whether it's an internal thing, whether we think, oh, I don't know if this is exactly the way that it should be said or something that is said external. You know, that one comment by that one friend that you're not sure what they meant by it. And we can then think that the entire thing that we put out is awful. We can start out really believing that it's good. And then that one comment can just flip it around on us. Even if that thought is something super tiny, you know, we get one thing and it sort of all unravels and we start seeing all of the flaws or the perceived flaws in that thing. This happens all the time negatively, especially in creative ventures. You know, you put out a painting that you really like and somebody says, oh, I don't know about the yellow. And then all of a sudden you start thinking the entire thing is awful. You put out a string, you compose a string quartet that you think is very, very nice. And then one of the players goes, what did, did you intend for this? This passage is just a little bit awkward on the instrument. Is that what you wanted? And then you start thinking, I can't write for, this in, for these instruments. You know, it happens all the time ne in a negative sort of sense. I don't think it happens that often the other direction where we put out something that we're not sure about and then we get one comment and we start to see the good in it because it goes back to that evolutionary imperative with the negative. I think I think that it's it's often easy for the negative to happen. And this is just a general life thing. I think that I think that negativity and chaos is easier than whatever you want to call the opposite of it. It's easy to point a finger, you know, it's easy to blame. It's easy to blame other people for your problems than accept that you had some, um, than accept that you're, you're culpable, culpable. I can't English today. And that's why it can be um, so hard to come out from under all of this mindset sort of stuff. If we're, if our atmosphere is generally negative, it's very difficult to change that, you know? And the only way that we can really do it is with consistent practice and consistent effort. And that is a really difficult thing to do. I don't know if it's, it, it's, uh, it's sort of like I tell my, my music students sometimes where there are things that are not necessarily difficult, but they're tricky. And I think that's what we're coming up against here. You know, it's, it's not, it's not hard to think positively once. It's tricky to do it consistently. Yeah, I like that idea. But, I mean, 
it's easy to do nothing. It would be it would be so easy for me to go and just sit on my couch right now than to go and, and do the writing that I know I need to do. It would be so easy and it's so tempting. But I'm not going to do that because I have things that I want to do. You know, it's... You have to weigh... You have to weigh what you want within your mindset and kind of push ahead no matter what your mindset is. And I think that, again, doing it consistently can change that mindset. Just in the past year of me, like, actually... Two years, I guess. In the past two years of me actually taking my own creative things more seriously, my mindset has changed tremendously. I'm... I'm oh, I hate to say it, but I'm a more optimistic person I think Ugh. <laughs> and you know that doesn't you know having a positive having a more positive mindset doesn't mean that you have to be super bubbly and cheery all the time you know you don't have to talk like this it just means you're focusing more on the positive things than on the negative negative. and you know if you are that super bubbly person and you've got that cheery sort of tone to your voice all the time that's fine as long as it's genuine or, you know, it's not, it, even if it is genuine, don't, don't, I don't want you around me before 9 a.m. Because, ugh. I don't think that there are really willing morning people out there. I really don't. I think that they've all forced themselves into it. I would like to force myself into it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't try to turn yourself into that person. You know, that super bubbly, cheery thing, just to have a positive mindset if it's not going to be a genuine thing. Because then it's going to be really forced and it's going to be worse for you than anything. It's like, my face hurts talking like this just for the little bit I have. And I'm sure you're sick of it too. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Uh, it's a balance like everything else. And I think that you can have a balance of, of optimism and realism as a mindset sort of thing. You know, my, um, when I was in high school, I went for, uh, an Allstate audition. And if you do music, you, you probably have heard of what that is before, but the way that it worked in New Mexico is we would go and we would, um, and this, it, they've changed how this works for the string stuff anymore, but we would go down and we would go in a room for a with a judge and we would play scales, we would play some excerpts of, of some orchestral literature. We would play a solo, and everybody played the same solo back then. And then you would play an etude. And the vocal audition was much the same way. You would go in and you would sight read, and you would sing a choral piece, and you would sing a solo. And my senior year of high school, I was talking to my mother um, a couple of nights before the audition. And I said, you know, I'm I'm not going to make... I'm not going to make the string audition. I have a good chance for the voice audition, but I'm not, I'm not going to make the string audition. But I'm going to do it anyway. And she said, um, no, you shouldn't go in thinking like that. You shouldn't go in thinking that you're going to fail. And um, I disagreed with her. Because I knew that for a multitude of reasons, I wasn't where I needed to be to make it as a violinist in that audition. For one thing, 
there were 9,000 other violinists that were way better than me auditioning for that same spot. For another, I hadn't practiced as much as I needed to to be fully prepared for the audition. And I knew that. I knew that I had a much better chance of making the vocal audition because I was auditioning as a violinist and there are 18,000 of those. And I was auditioning as a male vocalist and there are not as many of those. And I, was much, I felt much more prepared for the vocal audition than I did for the violin audition. And um, I remember telling her, and this is a view that I still share, I would rather go into that room um, thinking that I'm probably not going to make it, but still do it, and then be pleasantly surprised if I do, than I would to go in with a optimistic sense of, I'm going to make it, and then be disappointed. And I think that a healthy balance of that is, is a good thing to have because maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it depends on you. It depends on you and your mindset, I suppose, now that I'm bringing this back to mindset. That works for me, and that's still sort of how I am, even though overall I am a much more, like I said, optimistic person these days. Um, yeah, I think it's a balance. All of this is a balance, you know. <laughs> I was originally, like, episode 14 or something was originally going to be an episode on balance. And it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be, so it became fear or whatever it was. And I realized quickly after that, I can't do an episode just on balance. Because every episode of this podcast is about balance. It really is. <laughs> You have to balance everything. It's it's uh, it's that's what life is. It's a balancing act. So I, I think that's I think that's it for the mindset today. I think so. So keep driving through, no matter what your atmosphere, whatever your mindset is, keep going. And if it gets too rainy and you're you're scared of it, take a day and stop and wait for the clouds to clear a little bit before you set off again. There's no harm in that either. So, it is okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now, whatever mindset you're in. It is okay. I am okay. And you are okay. <laughs>